Blog Talk Radio.
Eyes on Chicago, August 20th to the 23rd, as Chicago welcomes the first annual Black Wall Street National Conference. Joining us in our efforts in sustaining and increasing black business. To register, visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com and listen to Black Wall Street USA, Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. This ad was sponsored by Chicago's blackbusinessnetwork.com. Join us today and touch the world.
Welcome back to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, July 8th, 2010, with your host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and I will be Mr. Carter's co host for this segment. Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us live at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. Stop by our page and stay a while. We've just added some great music for your listening pleasure. In the upcoming weeks, all eyes will be on Chicago as Black Wall Street Chicago prepares to host the first Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 20th through the 23rd right here in Chicago. This historical event will celebrate Summit 13 for our Chicago base. These summits have been held each quarter since the inception of Black Wall Street Chicago, and that was in May of 2007. And in conjunction with National Black Business Month, we are moving Black Wall Street to the next level in our efforts and our commitment to sustaining and increasing black businesses across the nation and across the world. You can visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com for more information on the upcoming convention. That's www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com. This is it's going to be a great show. It, it really is. Not because of me, not because of Ron Carter, although I know I'm great. He thinks he's great. But And Black Wall Street, we know they're great as well. But because of our guests this evening, both of whom are continuously on the move and their commitment to and about service to our community, both of these men serve a higher purpose than to themselves, and you can see it in their involvement and their associations. Renault Tatum is a board member of Black Wall Street Chicago from its inception and host and producer of Talking Success as seen on Access Cable Channel 21 every Tuesday night. You can watch his show on www.youtube.com slash Talking Success. Shori Muhammad is the founder of Being Soup Times. He is also an author and has his own blog talk radio show. He wears many hats in the social and political arena around Chicago, and he likes a little bit of that political satire. You can visit him at Being Soup Times to see what I mean. But tonight we've asked them to share with you information that is just so vitally important to, to the success of your business, my business, our business. It's so important that, that we felt that the lack of this knowledge leads many small businesses, as a, matter of, as a matter of fact, most small businesses to fail you even before they get started without the knowledge of the proper marketing and advertising strategies for your business that are applicable to your particular type of business and industry, you might as well turn an open sign on your door to a closed sign and not even waste your time because it's a very important part of your business plan. Black Wall Street felt that this information was so vital to our community that we've scheduled a marketing and advertising strategies for black businesses workshop on Saturday, August 21st, as part of the Black Wall Street Convention. For information on how you can reserve your seat, please give us a call at 312-239-8835 or call the offices of South Street Journal at 312-624-8351. Just wanted to say before I bring on the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago that I was checking out Renault Tatum's Facebook, 
uh, before I came on and called him, quoting one of my favorite people. Here is the quote. The most powerful tool in the hand of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. That's Stephen Biko. Google Biko, B-I-K-O, you'll learn something. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Perdue. Our calling number is 347 The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Press the number 1 if you would like to speak to one of our guests. As we welcome the chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago to the show, I just want to say, Ron, there is just so much going on with Black Wall Street, I just don't even know where to start. How are you doing this evening, Ron? I'm doing fine, Sonia. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing great. I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Yeah, well, I believe it's more of um, one of Stevie Wonder's songs, Hot in July, even though we prepare for a hot August for the summit in August. Uh, but it is hotter in July this time of the year, especially going on with uh, Black Wall Street as we had our meeting today uh, when we're going over issues as we develop workshops to address issues regarding sustaining and increasing black businesses. Uh, so there is a lot going on. Um, we have, uh, I believe, 16 workshops, and each one of those uh, 16 workshops are addressing key elements in sustaining and increasing black businesses. Um, and as we do so, we are looking at the long-range planning as well as that short-range. And then with this here particular uh, program for Chicago's Black Business Network, speaking about advertising and marketing with two of my uh, close associates in uh, on this agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses is a prime uh, stage of where we have to position ourselves at in uh, sustaining and increasing black businesses. So with that in mind, even though we are addressing black contractors, we're black, uh, addressing resolutions as we're addressing uh, resolutions as it relates to uh, uh, the Black Wall Street districts and on and on, advertising and marketing is definitely a key. It kind of brings me to one favorite commercial when it says that when um, – uh, I'm not even going to advertise, but it says when blah, blah, blah talks, everybody listens. So I'm hoping that that is the key as we drive the force of this here program tonight as well. So, yes, we have a lot going on and uh, preparing for this upcoming summit in which we hope that we can get people to register in and actually be a part of not just coming and dialoguing, but actually helping us to address resolutions and actions on what we discuss at the same time. Great. Now, for all of you that don't know, Black Wall Street Chicago has a weekly committee meeting every Thursday at 8.30 a.m. at the offices of South Street Journal located at 449 East 35th Street. These meetings are open to the public. We just request that you give us a call at 312 and RSVP. 
Now, in, in addition to the workshops, let me just give them a little rundown of what's going on with the convention because these next seven weeks, as we count, count down, all of our uh, blog talk radio shows will be dedicated to uh, providing the public with information on everything that's going on with the convention. So just, just to give a little rundown on what's going on as far as the convention is concerned, a sort of an update. On Friday evening, first of all, the convention is August 20th through 23rd. It is the first National Black Wall Street Convention and Summit, and uh, we're proud to be the host of that. And we're looking for all of you to be a part of this historical event. On Friday evening, we will have the, the welcome reception, and uh, we're looking forward to throwing the doors open to everyone. If you haven't been to a summit, if you have not been involved with Black Wall Street uh, Chicago during the um, past 12 summits, it's not the beginning for Black Wall Street, then you should be there that Friday, starting that Friday with that welcome reception and come out and meet us and everyone who's going to be involved in that. Saturday is the actual convention and summit. Within that convention, we are holding probably about 15 workshops on various subjects. And these workshops are going to be a little bit different from what you're used to because we're coming out of each workshop with a resolution. I'm going to have Ron explain that a little bit more to you in a moment. On uh, Saturday evening at the quarry on 79th Street, we will be hosting an awards banquet for all of those who have not only been uh, giving Black Wall Street a helping hand throughout the year, but in the community. And we're going to announce those honorees very shortly and probably on the next show. And then on Sunday morning, of course, there is the prayer breakfast. The prayer breakfast will be held at Chicago South Loop Hotel over there on 26th Street off of State Street, a beautiful, uh, beautiful, elegant place. The prayer breakfast will be from 8 a.m. to 10, I mean 10 a.m. I almost said 10 p.m. We was really going strong there to 10 a.m. Uh, and you should come in, uh, Reverend Michael Carter, our national president of Black Wall Street Chicago, will be leading that prayer breakfast for us that morning, and we expect about 200 people for that particular breakfast. So you should come out and be a part of all that we do. And then it's not over yet, is it, Ron? <laughs> because then no, after not. that, no, uh, it is not over at all. Then that evening, we are touring all the Black Wall Street districts in Chicago, and that would be the Madison. Madison Avenue District, Stony Island District, and 75th Street District. And we're still not over. We're probably going to meet again that night because that's going to probably close out the convention for uh, for this year. And then oh, on but Monday. For Sunday. Oh, there you go. There you go. That, oh, no, we're not finished yet. All right. You know, okay. We don't, we don't roll like that. We're not, we're not finished yet. Monday is will be uh, Black Wall Street go back, goes back to work with the leadership meeting and setting the agenda for the nation and Black Wall Street districts across the nation. Ron, uh, that's a lot. You got that, they, you work in Chicago. Over oh, well, they gotta have a workout that that weekend, aren't they? Something yeah, they've never it, seen. It, right. It's the first national summit, and it's jam-packed, uh, mainly because they have to be jam-packed. This is the first national summit. Um, and being that uh, those are concerns and agenda items that people want to stress. So 
Normally our summits are a day long, but um, I don't know. Maybe when we have our next summit in October, that might have to be a two-day event as well based on the work that comes out of the summit. And that's one particular focus of it is that we're not just coming in a conference, we're not just coming to dialogue, but we're coming to work and to get some direction of what we need to do. So in doing that, resolutions come out of these summits that give us more marching orders of how we're going to address ourselves in three months later. Uh, what was the resolutions? What has been done? What has not been done? What is the problem with getting things done? And what has been so great that we have been able to get things done? So we we, we report on ourselves every three months uh, on resolutions and directions and suggestions that come out of the summit. And if we will, if we look at the United Nations of um, uh, the United Nations per se. When they come together, every group is not on the same agenda, but every group is on the agenda that we need to have this session in order to be on the same page, but maybe not the same agenda. And that is one of the, the tools of the summit so that we can come together regardless of our agendas, uh, that we understand where each sector is at for those of us that still is on the agenda of sustaining and increasing black businesses. So it's definitely going to be intense, and it's definitely it's going to be follow-up based on that intensity. Absolutely. And uh, I want to add, Ron, you're listening to Black Wall Street USA with the chairman of Black Wall Street, Ron Carter, and I'm Sonia Perdue, his co-host for this segment. And I, I want to add uh, – for all the people who are listening now and who listen in archives, in our archives, that this is uh, not about us. It's about you. Our doors are open for you to come in and be a part of the planning, a part of what's going on, be a part of the panel. All these things are available to you. All these opportunities are available to you. We have uh, advertising and sponsorship uh opportunities that are available to you. We're expecting over 500 business professionals from all over the country to be a part of this. Uh, we're expecting about 150 to 200 people at the prayer breakfast. We're expecting probably about 300 people at the award ceremony on Saturday night. This is a marketing opportunity that you should not miss. And we're talking about marketing advertising strategies. This should certainly be part of your strategy, being part of this Black Wall Street Convention and Summit. I want to uh, remind you once again, for all of you that don't know, Black Wall Street has a weekly committee meeting every Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Give us a call at 312-624-8351 and let us know that you're coming over and so we can, you know, prepare for you have room for you. Now, Ron, uh, a few things. We have so many announcements. Uh, I walked in uh, Ron Carter's office. I told him, you know, I don't know where to start. Where do we start with this? Because it seems like it's, it's going so fast, it's going so fast. But one announcement I want to make before we brought on our guest, Ron, and I'm going to give you an opportunity, you know, to see if you want to say anything else before we bring on the guest. But uh, things are coming so fast. I mean, every day something new is happening. And I want uh, to let you know that, Beginning on Saturday, July 10th, 
you may listen to a rebroadcast of CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, which includes Black Wall Street USA. You can listen to their rebroadcast at WJPCChicago.com. We met with the general manager of WJPC this week, and we're excited about expanding the marketing opportunities for Black Wall Street and CBBN. Once again, beginning Saturday, July 10th, you may listen to a rebroadcast of CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, which includes this show, Black Wall Street USA. And you can listen 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Saturday at WJPCChicago.com. Now, what that means is that we are also expanding our advertising opportunities to you, uh, who you're the focus of our shows, the small business person. That means you can now join us in reaching this larger Chicago audience, and that's what it's all about. For advertising rates, give me a call at 312-239-8835. This is a joint advertising package with South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. Call me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. Ron, you got some final words before we bring on Tori and Renault? Well, let's bring them on and get this show on the road. Let's get it on the road. Renault right. Tatum, welcome to the show. Tori Muhammad, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Are you all both there? Can you uh, hear me? I'm here. This and is Tori. Two of my uh, great guys that we go back sometimes. I think we, you and I met, Tori, when you was uh, writing for South Street Journal when we first started, I think in 1994 or so. Yep, I, I believe uh, I believe you're absolutely right. And it is it is such a, um, just a pleasure and a delight to see you continue on and continue to put out uh, publication that informs people, that entertains them, uh, and that provides an outlet for businesses to get the message out, man. And all that you're doing with the Wall Street, uh, the Black Wall Street piece, brother. I mean, it's oh, just, yeah. it's phenomenal. It's so important and needed. And I don't even uh, think that businesses understand how much you are advocating for them, um, and they oh, yeah. haven't uh, even though they haven't even paid any gave you any advertising dollars yet. You've been advocating for everybody, so uh, you definitely are uh, 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 somebody that's needed and important in our community. Well, I feel that spirit coming from you, Tori. I really do. And then uh, Renal, uh, our board member of Black Wall Street, and you've been steadily working with us and being engaged in this office and making things move. How are you doing, Renal? Real good, Ron, Sonia, and Tori. Uh, Tori, I don't know if you can hear me or not. Can you? Oh yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Mm-hmm. I have been on a blog talk quite a while. I'm really excited about the upcoming um, summit mm-hmm. and conference for uh, Black Wall Street uh, districts around the country will be coming here, as well as our national president. And we got a series of work. I know Sonia had a laundry list of uh, workshops that we'll be having, and uh, most of the listeners may or may not know that Tori and myself will be conducting a uh, workshop on advertising marketing. And right. I think that's kind of give a little Well, let me uh, start off by, uh, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit when I was um, 
an account executive for the Chicago Defender, and uh, we used to uh, have a mandatory that we read uh, advertising age. Uh, and this one particular time I was reading advertising age, and they did a special section. You know, advertising age do these special sections on different marketing strategies. And this one section, they uh, this one special feature they had was marketing to blacks and there they did a whole big uh spread on marketing to blacks uh but they had this graphic illustration of uh introducing this section to their readers and naturally advertising age is a, a publication that most marketing and advertising and advertising agencies read uh it is more like their guide to the uh to advertising and marketing so but this illustration showed a a a parade of a lot of major corporations going down this parade and on each side there was blacks shouting and hollering and then they had all these major products um uh, big uh businesses uh going down a parade so the 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 summary of that article indicated is that if you want to market to blacks you want to advertise to blacks you need to be part of a promotion because once you you don't advertise directly to blacks as you would any other publication or media but you have to associate yourself with a promotion in order to gear blacks to uh buy your product so i'm opening that statement if you could look if you all can address the issue of how do the ma and pa be able to advertise versus how corporations use their big advertising budgets to market and advertise to blacks. And is that a fair assessment of how corporation or how advertising age stated to corporations how they need to promote and advertise? And if that is the case, should smaller businesses, black businesses, adopt the same uh, principle? Wow, that's heavy. Pardon? I let Tori lead it off. Maybe you can lead it off. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, bro? Come on now. Come on with me now. (laughs) Well, I I think that's. I mean, that's a a very interesting assessment, and I think that there is um, a, a lot of validity to it. I don't think that it necessarily is the whole picture, uh, but. You know, in, in terms of, of looking at marketing and getting your message out uh, to our community, of course, what corporate America needs to do and may do is different from what the local stores, community-owned, black-owned stores need to do because there is some clear principles and ideas when it comes to um, why people buy and why people mm-hmm. support a business or a cause. And it's because that there's somebody there that they know, they like, and they trust. 
And that sounds so like uh, something that, pardon me, uh, uh, Tori, that's something that I think uh, Doc Wall said in his uh, presentation when he'd be running for elected office. <laughs> well, it's, it's, core, it's core marketing. It's core marketing that, you know, as long as we have a choice, we're going to buy from who we know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And so the local store, the local business that is black-owned, people should already have some kind of association where they either know them or they like them. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and and hopefully, the way they market will allow people to begin to trust them. See, mm-hmm. whenever, I, it, it doesn't matter to me, you can have all the slick Madison Avenue marketing techniques. You can be using all the latest things and doing everything from email to text message to, uh, you know, uh, moving uh, mobile uh, uh, digital billboards. You can be using all of that to market a product to me. But if someone who I know and I like and I trust comes to me and says, hey, I got something that is fabulous and better than all that. I just went to this restaurant, and I'm telling you, this food was so good. I took my shoes off, and I left my shoes there because I wanted to make sure I came back for dinner after going there for lunch. You want to come there? And I don't care if I never heard the place before. If my per- if my friend left their shoes in the restaurant, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care who is marketing to me. I don't care how much they've been promoting it. I'm going to believe my friend. And so businesses have to develop that 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 idea of getting into people's hearts and minds, uh, and of course you got to do it with some ethics. Mm-hmm. So then, um, how do you do that with a limited budget? Oh, is there a certain uh, such thing as doing it without no budget? Well, I mean, you, I think you're gonna have to have. Well, Bernard, you want to answer that? I don't want to take all the time. No, you, you, and I, you can piggyback on it. It's, it's imperative that you have a budget. Now, if you open your business, some people open a business on shoestrings. Some people open up a business with no boots with shoestrings. <laughs> you do that from the onset. You setting yourself up because you don't have any operating capital. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a service business or a product business, you've got to have some type of operating capital, and you need to allocate some money for marketing and advertising. So, Ron, for 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 us to try to tell someone that they can get their message out without any money. Word of mouth is very powerful, but there's things that precede word of mouth, which means people that you don't know personally, how do you drive them to your business so that they can come to to know and like and love your business such that they go out and tell others? Mm-hmm. So you need some kind of money to get started with flyers, some radio advertising, some newspaper advertising. You have to prioritize and find out what's going to be the most effective marketing tool to attract the customer that you want to have. Uh, and people, i give you an example. I want to go on a tangent. In the same building that Tory is on, uh, on 47th Street, 
A young lady opened up a shoe store, didn't do any marketing research, high-end shoes. I stopped by on more than one occasion. She's not there any longer. Mm-hmm. She had more people coming in trying to sell her stuff than they were coming in to buy. So if you're looking at if you're looking at marketing uh, uh, and if you're looking at doing your business plan, how much is advertising or marketing uh, is part or percentage of your business plan? What percentage would you say is marketing and advertising part of that total business plan? Sure, you got some numbers on that. I mean, just well, a ballpark of figure, which you would say is a part of that of the, business plan. You mean in when terms you of your budget? Oh, well, yeah, as far as your budget or your business plan overall, how much will, say you have uh, uh, 50 pages in your business plan, how much of the, how many of those pages you think we should be devoted to marketing and advertising? Well, you know, it, it does may slightly depend on the product or the service, Okay. Uh, but I'm going to say that you at least need to be looking at 40 to 50 pages, at least um, half of your uh, business plan should be talking about how you are going to get the product or service into the market. And, you know, there are, you know, there's a ton of things and you can, you know, you can start as as low as possible with what you allocate for a budget, but it's going to mean more work. You know, you got to at least have a telephone. You got to at least, you know, you know, call your friends and family and get a hundred people on phones calling their friends and family. You know, now if you have a, enough vision and enough passion of, for what you're doing, and you can get those kind of, uh, you know, troops, <laughs> so to speak, you know, being a drumbeat for your business then maybe you can do it with just a phone and, you know, feeding some people <laughs> when they come by your office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but other than that, you know, unless it's, you know, I mean, of course you got your traditional models and then you got network marketing, but, but for this conversation we're not talking about, I'm assuming, network marketing, but just your core traditional business. You mean, you like Ronaldo is saying, I mean, you got to be, you know, from the phone, then it goes to the Internet. You know, what can you be doing to send out emails? What can you be doing to do some email marketing, putting up your website? Um, you know, but, of course, even with Internet marketing, you still have to have a push or some kind of force that's going to drive people to the website because something on the cyberspace, just like, just like a storefront, if you're not sending people to it, then it's not there. <laughs> so does a business um, starting off versus a business that's been in business for about, ooh, 30 years, is there um, even not taking into consideration the budget, whether it's a corporation or a small uh, mom and pop, would you say that their advertising budget should be consistent or should it kind of change um, or would it change from uh, from the beginning to the end? Is there is there some type of consistency? Uh, one example is uh, I used when I was in advertising, 
um, or still is, that Sears advertised washing machines um, every week. But people do not buy washing machines every week. Uh, so even to the point that people, you talked about the lady buying the shoes. People don't buy shoes like they go to the grocery store. So is there some type of uh, leverage that a business should kind of plan for based on the type of uh, product that they have? Well, I'm I'm looking at something now that is called a product life cycle. And on the front end, you got the introduction of it. Um, And as you move, you want to try to grow. Uh, See, some people, a lot of these businesses have more than one product. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to promote specials on certain products to reattract people. Uh, that's already been introduced to the business, and then uh, from the onset, you gotta you gotta find, you gotta figure out what your target market is. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not using a shotgun, trying to have a cattle call of people to come to your business. You gotta sit down and figure out who your target market is, and design and refine your marketing plan around your target market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can you uh, give me some examples of? Some business that are, give me an example of a small business that is very creative and a big business that are very creative in their advertising. I mean, a small business can be maybe a business on 47th Street and that big business may be that one on Wall Street in New York. That's very creative in how they do it, even though there's many and some of them use advertising agencies to help them to do that. But who are some that are very good at what they do in advertising, from the mom pa to the uh, major corporation? Corey, can you take some well, of your clients? Well, I, I'll give a, a recognition and a shout-out to uh, Nicole Jones. That has the shoe store on forty what third and cottage forty something mm-hmm. like that, right here in um, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, I mean, in terms of you knowing, I didn't. I only reason I know that she has a shoe shop on Forty Third Street is because I would see her Hummer driving around the city, mm-hmm. and because of that visibility, you know. Very creative, of course, and and and, and wrapping the, the vehicle. Um, and then she doesn't just stay in the store waiting for people to come, but she hosts events and she does shoe parties. Um, mm-hmm. And so that idea of, you know, if if the people don't come to Muhammad, then Muhammad has to go to the people. <laughs> okay. I like to All use right. I like I like to use that one a lot. <laughs> You know, she right. goes and takes the she mm-hmm. takes the product to the people, um, oh, and does events to bring the people to the product. Um, I think that's you know a very creative thing that you need to do. You need to always have events and do things that are going to um, encourage people to come and to come shop uh, now. Um, and then, of course, on the on the corporate on the big scale. Um, I don't even know what all they do, but Apple creates 
followers. They don't have mm-hmm. customers. They have followers. <laughs> they have zealots. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, because okay. if you sit there and overnight in a, in a storm waiting for a store to open so you can be up the first to get it, you know, mm-hmm. they have and done some incredible marketing to make and people are just saying, you know, I just I just want to be the first to have it. I just, you know, it's uh-huh. it's the hot thing, and I want to be the first. Uh-huh. They did what a million iPads in thirty days. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well, right. So with when it comes to black businesses and sustaining and increasing themselves, uh, what do are they are black businesses in parity to? Others, when it comes to advertising and marketing, are they fairly equal to other businesses in establishing their marketing and advertising? And if I can kind of tag on that, can you make a difference between marketing and advertising? Mm-hmm. Radon, you good? Well, well mar- marketing is activities directed towards making and exchanging intended uh, uh, intention to satisfy a human need or want. That's marketing. The advertising mm-hmm. is the uh, tool you use, news, radio, TV. Those are the vehicles mm-hmm. that, that drive the marketing plan and the marketing strategy of the chosen product or service. So marketing and 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 advertising is is is, is two different things. Mm-hmm. Where does the right. um? Okay, sorry. Did I did I kind of make that clear? Yeah. Well, where does public relations come in at? And do you use public relations as more of marketing or advertising, or is it an animal all to itself? Public relations is somewhat separate. It's is more closely related to marketing than advertising. Well, it, they're almost like cousins because if Tori and I teamed up and went to an event that was happening somewhere, just by us mingling around people and introducing to ourselves to people and letting it be known uh, what we have and, and giving them something uh, to reinforce what we're trying to let be known and to back it up, we'll get there name, phone number, and email address so we can follow up to continue to make it be known until they show up at our business mm-hmm. or they end up doing with us. Because those people are suspects, uh, and what you're trying to do is elevate them from being a suspect to a prospect by uh, finding out what their needs and their wants are. Mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed the younger uh, black entrepreneurs and their advertising and their slick pluggers and their graphic designs, do you think that they are, the younger entrepreneurs, are more progressive in their advertising and marketing than the older generation that's been in business for 30 years or so? Yeah, I mean, it it it, it does depend upon the the business, um, it's hard to, I think, compare them just overall because there are some businesses who have been around who, you know, I think, you know, try to make sure that they are out there and, and doing outreach. Um, 
and it depends upon the kind of product too. Um, but the even to a certain degree, the the pluggers, um, and even with all of the nice graphics, is becoming kind of tired. So mm-hmm. it's like, do we get somewhat of what thirty thousand, you know, media advertising stimuli in a week, or maybe even less? You know, when we look at radio and TV and billboards and signs going down the street, you know, we get hit by a lot. So there's always, of course, because of modern technology, you know, a need to be right where the people are, you know. So now, of course, text messaging and phone advertisement is growing and growing because that's what people that's what people are paying attention to. They're on their phone. You know, you know, a lot of companies have, you know, free text message plans now. So, you know, the advertisers are trying to hit them where they are. And I do think, you know, overall, though, um, you know, older businesses don't do as much to stay up to date. Uh, but, you know, oftentimes you have to be clear and, and, and trying to get an understanding from them of what their goals are. My grandfather owned... Bolton and Company Alarms, uh, which was on 87th Street on, um, for years, you know, pretty much uh, most of my life, you know, retired maybe, what, seven, eight years ago. And, you know, when I would talk to him about doing some new advertisement, he was like, yeah, I'm going to I'm about to retire. And unless, you know, he, he knew that he did not want to get into the um, – uh, the radio, you know, hookups and and all the all that stuff. So he knew he he didn't have an avenue to keep the business going in the direction that he had liked, because uh, it was more the new stuff. So he was like, I don't want to do any advertising because, you know, I'm getting retired. I'm gonna sell these, uh, you know, these um people who have warranties to somebody else and let them handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, so, a lot a lot of times people. Um, when you're starting a business, the term is location is important. Um, location basically for a retail operation. Um, does that have a lot to do with your marketing strategy, your sales strategy, or your advertising strategy when you're talking about location? And I'm going to tag on that based on some businesses are concerned about Walmart will help generate business and then others um, feel as though a Walmart will take business away from them. How do how, how do we analyze that situation based on location and based on competing with a uh, a big box? Is that a plus for a small business or a negative? Well, I'll take a stab at it. I think that, you know, first, our businesses have to approach business like champions and like winners. And we have to become what our ancestors were, which were champions that overcome, they overcame all types of tremendous odds. So the first thing a business has to do is take the mentality that, that they don't care who is in the vicinity. 
mm-hmm. they are going to get the message out and they're going to get their product into the hands of the people that they know that are in their community and that they're servicing. And if they take that spirit of excellence, then it doesn't matter. Um, when you talk about location, 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 I, I, I've heard that in business. I don't necessarily accept it because mm-hmm. I remember as a child listening to Dunkin' Donuts commercials, and the and the tagline was Dunkin' Donuts is worth the trip. Okay. And you had people who would go from the city to suburban areas to go to a Dunkin' Donuts. Because it was worth the trip. <laughs> well, the so they promoted it in a way that right. got people to come where they were. And then you look at malls. Uh, you know, most malls are on outskirts. Mm-hmm. And then they put the malls there, mega malls, and then they promote and promote and promote to get people to come to wherever that location is. With all, look at outlet malls that are downstate. You know, I would take to get there. But people go because... They're being promoted to, and they know it sales there. Well, let me ask you this. Even when we address that, as you know, Black Wall Street, Chicago is engaging in these Black Wall Street districts uh, in Chicago on 75th Mm -hmm. Street, Stony Island, Madison Street, one in Bronzeville, and looking at one in Gary, Indiana. Could those black business districts, what can they do? We talked about marketing and advertising on an individual level, but could they be able to market? Um, is it up to the individual businesses or take, for example, Evergreen Plaza? You can say that is a business district. Do they collaborate or is it more on the individual business basis to help promote these uh, business districts. Uh, How can they actually take advantage of being called a Black Wall Street district? Mm -hmm. Let me me take a stab at that. A a couple things that comes to mind. Uh, Lake Meadows, three, four times a year, every business in Lake Meadows is on a flyer with coupons that they pass out throughout the community. And then they use the Lake Meadows Art Fair as another attraction. So they do some collaborations and comics for the benefit of the greater whole, which is all the businesses in Lake Meadows, as well as they've got their own individual uh, marketing and advertising plans to encourage people uh, to to come to their individual businesses. Now, I'm sitting here looking at the uh, United Bronzeville business. Uh, they got a thing called Shop Till You Drop. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten businesses that belong uh, to the United Bronzeville business. This is through this uh, QCDC organization. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they've got a, a little four by, well, I guess it's a, it's like half of an eight and a half by 11 high gloss on each side. So all these mm-hmm. people got together part of this organization, too. Now, all of them not on the same street. Some of them on 42nd, some of them on a Cottage, blah, 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 blah. When you talk about 75th Street, they should have the same strategy from Cottage all the way down to the Dan Ryan. Um, they should come out with eight and a half by 11 with all the businesses, with coupons, do some things, 
um, with what's that organization over there? Style would it be? Um, well, we got Black, Black Wall Street Barra. I mean, our organization mm-hmm. they should do a collective piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that a lot of uh, businesses do to draw um, and attract mm-hmm. business. Close down 75th Street from uh, Dan Ryan to Cottage. Well, I would like to, if we can, I'm going to take a break right now. And when we come back, there is a uh, the what is called the Black uh, the National Black Business Month in August. And as we talk about the advertising and marketing of that, and I want you to kind of pin in on that when we return back from the break. Can you hold on with us? Yes, sir. All right, uh, Bean Soup, man. I've heard some. Well, is the Bean Soup? I like Bean Soup times, man. When, when you coming back with it? <laughs> well, you yeah, know, yeah, doing, yeah. We're doing the stuff online. I'm a. Uh, I'm, I, I haven't made up my mind about doing the print again. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, well, okay. I remember Bean Soup times very well. Okay, Sonia, we want to take this break. Yes, Ron, we're going to take a break. Yes, sorry, I'm here. Sometimes Ron lets me talk. So anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Ron, I was like, where's Sonia at? <laughs> I'm here. Sometimes he lets me speak. I get to speak like two or three minutes now. Thank you, Ron. Bean Soup Times. I think of him as the Bean Soup Times man, and Tori has his own blog talk radio show, and Tori is also an author. Renal, thank you for being here. We're going to be right back after this break. Before we go on the break, though, I have uh, I have a few announcements. It was so difficult for me to pick out which announcements to make. There's so much going on over at Black Wall Street and with Chicago's Black Business Network. I want to remind you, remind you, are listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Mr. Ron Carter. I'm Sonia Perdue, and you may listen to all our shows and archive here at www dot blogtalkradio.com and beginning Saturday at wjpcchicago.com. Our call-in number this evening is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Well, Nal is in the chat room. Um, Tori is in the chat room, and Ron is in the chat room. We got Oakland on the line. We got a couple of other callers on the line. A couple of things. Uh, it's just so many things that we're going to do. We got five or six events coming up, and uh, we're going to go to another break before the end so I can run that to you. Uh, but first of all, I, I want to invite our listeners to come over and join me, to join us at Chicago's Black Business Network.com. We have about 650 members, and about 80% of them are Chicago based businesses like yours. Chicago's Black Business Network is a network. We're here to network, and our only focus is business-to-business connections, and we invite you to join us today and touch the world. The CBBN Network, the Black Wall Street Chicago Network, the Bean Soup Times Network, Talking Success Network are all dedicated to expanding marketing and networking opportunities within the community. There is not a lack of these opportunities. There is underutilization of these opportunities. 
so visit us at www.chicagosblackbusinessnetwork.com. And maybe Tori and Renault can speak on that a little bit because repeatedly, repeatedly I say to my members, you cannot just, just, as you can just, not, just like you can't just put up a store and say, here I am, you cannot just join the social network and say, here I am, come and get me. You've got to go out there and get them. And uh, we're going to talk more about all of our organizations um, before we leave this evening. But I got a call this weekend. This is part of what Chicago's Black Business Network does and part of what Black Wall Street does. We, I got a president, I got a call this week from the vice president of the Stewart School of Business at the Illinois Institute of Technology over here on 35th and State Street. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about a program that he uh, told me about. He's got some scholarships for that program. And why that's important to me, because even uh, he called me last week, and about a couple of weeks ago, someone, you know how you get in these conversations on the bus and at the bus stop or in the store, and somebody made the comment to me that when Stateway Gardens was there, you know, as that's right uh, across the street at the back door of IIT, he said, I bet not one person from, the, from Stateway Gardens went and walked over there and asked them if they could go to IIT. Uh, I doubt seriously if that's true, and I told him that. But what I'm doing, I think maybe we, if it was a problem with them, the people from Stateway going to IIT, somebody should have been pointing in that way or reaching out to them. And that's what Gerald Dole, who is vice president of the Stewart School of Business, is doing, uh, we know that they're looking for the, the cream of the crop. Most no, most schools are. But the, what they're looking for is sophomore and juniors um, who, are, who are finishing up their sophomore and junior year. There's a program for those who are interested in a future business career. And, of course, they're recruiting. They want them to consider IIT. So they're hosting um, a week uh, a week's program called Discover Business at Stewart. Now, the program is $475 per week. We know that's not going to happen for a lot of people. There are 25 spots in this program, but what Mr. Dole called to tell me is that he has six scholarships available for that program. If you know someone or if you're interested, don't say that IIT did not reach out to you. You say that you did not answer the call. You should you should contact Stuart Stacy Harris, excuse me, Stacy Harris at the IIT School of Business, Stuart School of Business over there, three one two five six seven three nine seven nine. Three one two five six seven three nine seven nine. She said there's about he said there's about six scholarships available for this week long program. There are lectures, there are visits visits from mentors, they do tours with them, uh, you know, so the program is there. And I have, I have one thing about information and people, and maybe Tori and Renal can touch on this too. Yeah, I'm giving me a long moment out of Ron. Maybe they can touch on this too, about keeping information to ourselves. I have a serious, serious problem with that, about finding out about something. And I, I don't believe you create your own competition. I believe you go ahead and do it first. But I have a serious problem about us not passing on the right information. If it's some gossip about somebody or some garbage, we have a tendency to want to blurt that out and run with that all over the telephone all night. But when it's viable information, how far do we repeat and how much do we pass that on? And I'm asking you that question because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, yeah, pass this number and information on. Those six scholarship seats should be full. There should be no problem 
from the people who are listening to this network for there to be six sophomores or juniors sitting up there at IIT on July 26th. You're listening, listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Perdue. Our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. We'll be right back. Thank you so much.
You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue, his co-host for this segment. want to remind you that all eyes will be on Chicago as Black Wall Street Chicago prepares to host the first Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 20th through 23rd. You can visit www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com for more information. That's www.blackwallstreetdistrict.com for more information on the upcoming summit. Uh, This is an historical event. We expect about 500 people to participate in this event. And we're going to give away about 500 what I call marketing distribution packages or AAK goodie bags to everyone that attends this national convention and summit, and also at the prayer breakfast on Sunday, August 22nd, which is being held at the Chicago Loop Hotel. So call us if you would like to be a part of that marketing distribution package at 312-239-8835. You can call me directly at that number. Our call-in number here is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Please leave your company information and website links in the chat room. We're going to welcome my guests back, Tori Muhammad and Renault Tatum, to the show with our host, Ron Carter. You're back on the air with Black Wall Street USA. Well, thank you, Sonia. And again, we're with uh, Renal and uh, Tori uh, here on Black Wall Street USA. Um, As we are talking about Black Wall Street USA, um, where there's another concept of the Black Business Month, is that a, would you look at that concept of Black Business Month more of a marketing and advertising uh, direction, or is that more of a association of business development as the public may well, look at it? Well, uh, I, I think it's I think it is a, a measure of both. Um, if we could you know, kind of take a step back and look at historically. There was a time when our ancestors uh, who had businesses would get together in one common place and then tell everyone, hey, all the products that you need, the whatever, the, the produce, the jewelry, the clothes will be over here and everyone can come over here and buy pretty much the same kind of theme that you have like with the African Festival of the Arts and some other things you mentioned earlier. That is a common way that we did business. And the modern shopping mall is a duplication of that principle. Um, And so Mm -hmm. when it comes to what we can be doing locally, I think that it absolutely makes sense for businesses to work together under a common banner that they can collectively promote. Um, Ron, I know you have done this, and I have offered to different businesses in one area. Look, take out an ad, a print ad, and we can put a banner up here that says, you know, this particular area, and all of you all can pay for an ad together, and it won't cost as much, 
and we send everybody to this one area. It just makes sense. And because we don't, um, if businesses that don't work together in in a common way with other businesses that are associated with them um, in a particular area, they miss out on tremendous opportunities. To, you know, businesses on 75th Street or in Bronzeville should be talking about, hey, let's do a 30% off sale all on the same day. And let's have it well, do it, from a certain amount of hours and just drive people there. Is the concept of even as we look at, um, well, with Black, uh, National Black Business Month, is that a form of um, making uh, advertising a deceptive, being deceptive to other businesses? Deceptive? What do you mean by deceptive? Uh, that you were saying national black advertising. Now, what if there was a national white uh, business month? No, don't. That's, we don't that's every month. <laughs> 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 that's like that's like Black History Month. Where's White History Month? Every other month. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that uh, but is that being fair to other uh, businesses uh, to uh, uh, promote this- that? Look, let's Brian, be real clear. Let's be. Brian, go ahead. Go ahead, Ronald. My button on that one. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I did. Give it to me. Conversations with people from other ethnic groups going as far as saying that's being racist. One uh-huh. thing that we have and the historical as well as the contemporary perspective of where we are as it relates to blacks doing business with one another. Historically, as you know, with the National Black Business Month, that organization is only four years old. They go back beyond Black Wall Street to 1880 in Richmond, South Carolina, one of those cities where what was going on in Black Wall Street in Tulsa was going on not only in the one city that they cited, but it was going on in a lot of cities where you had a large amount of the African Americans or, or, or ex-slaves living together. So doing business with one another, uh, historically, we've got a long track record of doing that. What we have to do is that the average person outside that don't look like us don't understand is that when integration took place in, in, the, in the late 60s, what it did was it diffused our uh, black movement to such a point that due to uh, black people not having the – they wanted to be accepted – they were shut out from certain places that they couldn't go shop in Atlanta, Peachtree Street, uh, North Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and the list goes on in Detroit and other cities, that black people just fled from their own communities to go to places that they once wasn't accepted to go to shop. They developed a shopping habit of doing business with other groups. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's what's the, up. Um, Hey, look, let could me say this, too. A, right, could it be, can a, a competitor look at that as being deceptive? Or not even, not even a, 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 a Jewish company or a, or a white company or a Hispanic company looking at a, a groups of blacks saying, buy black. Is that, See, that's the, a, is, that, is that a competitor looking at that being deceptive? for a group to say buy black versus a group to say buy Hispanic? Uh, is that part of what you're saying by collective 
uh, advertising or what? How does well, look, that work? Look, this is this is business is a game, or you can or you can refer to it as warfare. Now, if you look at it as a game, if I'm a Chicago Bulls, that's my team. I love that team. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and listen to somebody from. The Boston Celtics tell me, well, why are you rooting for the Bulls? Why are you only buying Bulls jackets and jerseys? Well, all that ain't right. You, you're, you're supposed to be for the old NBA. You're not going to even pay attention to somebody talking that foolishness. Uh-huh. And it's the same way with business. And I say warfare because we're in a market in war. And you cannot, if you're in business and you're concerned about what your competitor is saying about you, you don't need to be in business. Uh, you know, that's like somebody talking you out your game. That's like Jordan on the court talking and getting in somebody's mind and getting them to even believe they're going to lose the game before he even get on the court. So we don't listen to that foolishness from the competitor because he's trying to get in our game. He's trying to get in our head. We champions and we're going to win the business and we're going to have black people spending money with black people. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So right now, look right now, look right now. We spend. They talk about nine hundred billion dollars. How much of that is going to black businesses? They, the competitors are winning. They get eighty, ninety, ninety-five percent, ninety-seven, ninety-eight percent of that dollar. <laughs> so why we should be reversing that on them if that's the case? Mm-hmm. So when you look at a, a, a small black business or a small business period, if that's the case, when they're looking at putting their advertising together, do they have to take in the whole culture of the market of their advertising? How, how, uh, how much of a big picture that they have to look at when they are trying to hit this big market, especially when we're talking about the the Internet and how global that is. Do they target in or do they be concerned about competition or do they stay focused in their mission? Do they keep their eye on the competition or they just keep their eye on their direction? Do they be concerned about um, if they got a gas station that uh, they sell their gas for Two dollars and ninety-one cent. Do you go down to two dollars and ninety cent, or do you stay at two dollars and ninety-two cent? Well, I think first. Go ahead, Ron. You talking about doing business on the internet? Well, doing looking at your competition. uh, How much focus do you need to look at your competition? Or do you stay focused on your own strategy? Do you change your strategy to uh, pay attention to your competition? Well, I kind of agree with Tori that if you stay focused on your own business, your own marketing plan, your own advertisement, you don't have to be concerned about competition because if you provide people with the best product and service at a very good price, and really don't have to concern yourself with the competition. And then that segment of the people that that are shopping price, at some point once they regain their consciousness, they'll understand that in some cases it's important for them to spend a quarter, 50 cent, or even a dollar more for the same product because that dollar is going to a black business, which means it's going to be recirculated through our community, 
which is going to push us closer to some, our own economic survival. Mm-hmm. So when we uh, start doing our advertising uh, strategy, uh, when does a consultant or an advertising agency come into play? When do you identify one, and when is and how do you identify or that you need one or do not need one? Well, I mean, I think you that all falls into your plan, what your goals are, what your um, product is, you know, how do you get it to market? Is it something that's a consumable that you need to, you know, get rid of, rid of quick or are you selling cars where you're only going to sell one or two a month? You know, I think all that has to be into consideration. And, um, you know, I th- you have to look at how you're going to advertise and how you take the, wherever you – see, my thing is, you know, people do say it takes money to, to make money. And, yeah, that's at a certain level. But before you even get to that, you've got to have the will and the passion and the commitment. And if you got that, then I don't care if you don't have a, a penny – you're going to start creating the things because, first of all, your mind is going to start opening up to opportunities. And so all those things that you don't have are going to come to you. But wherever you, whatever you have, wherever you can start, you need to look at how you can get the message out. Um, and then you can be looking long-term towards, okay, and that long-term for your business plan may be a week or it may be, Five years, but you got to be looking at how you progressively increase your outreach. You got to have the message going out about your product in order for it to come back in. See, it's just like it's just like scripturally, or it's just like in nature. You know, what I'm saying you got to put the seed in the ground, and you got to water it, you got to make sure the sunlight get to it, and then you got to, you know, watch it germinate. So you got to, if you don't have anything that you're planting, you're not planting your message into people's mind, then they're not going to come back and try to buy, you know, and unfortunately some of us don't put the message out, and then we our business fails, and then we say, oh, black folks don't want to support us. Well, you didn't tell enough black folks. I'm your cousin. You ain't tell me you was in business for two years, and I talk okay. to you every once a month. You know? right. <laughs> so are, are letters from satisfied customers significant to uh, substantiate oh, yeah. uh, your claim of uh, of your business? Absolutely. Absolute testimonials are absolutely needed and fabulous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do a company actually? How, how do they use uh, letters of uh, testimonies? Do they display them? Do they uh, market them? Or do they just keep them in their drawer when somebody asks for something? How do you use letters of testimonies? Rod, Rod, let me let me say something that I just noticed recently on mm-hmm. Facebook. And traditionally, uh, business testimonials, and, and they had some values, but oftentimes you wouldn't see the testimonials in um, business. You may see one-liners uh, from mm-hmm. time to time. Uh, the testimonials are not fictitious, but they'll take a testimonial, give it to the ad agency, and the ad agency will write a commercial um the testimonial, one of the most famous testimonials for one of the most famous 
commercial dealing with uh, headache medicine was I'll never forget this commercial where the girl came in the kitchen and uh, she was doing some work and her mom came in there and started bugging her and she said, Mother, please, I'd rather do it myself. Well, she had a headache. She said, Well, uh-huh. get bear. If you get bear or uh, Anderson, you won't go off on your mama. That's what they were saying in so many words. So that's kind of how they use testimonials. But what I wanted to go back to so we can move on is that a lot of companies are setting up these fan pages on Facebook. And people, I saw some last week where somebody came out with a new cleaning product. They had about 60,000 people click the like button and make a comment about why they like that product. Mm-hmm. And they're getting a big bang for their buck because technically – the only thing they're paying for is that once people come to that page and they get to 60, 100, 200,000 people on that page, they're not, they not paying anything for that, those comments. Mm-hmm. They drive people to that section, that page, where they can make comments. There's a little button on the right side where every time somebody clicks it and goes to that, that fan page, they're paying Facebook a nickel, dime, a quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, is uh, advertising on the Internet subject to the same laws as other advertising? Is there a uh, a set of laws that govern Internet advertising as broad and wide as it is? And sometimes how uh, scrupulous advertising online can be with credit cards and getting into people's websites and things of that nature. Is well, let, there let any just, rules that's... Let, uh, yeah. let me just say this. We, as you drive around the city, you see something called billboards. Mm-hmm. Well, billboards drive people to products and services and remind them of products and services, and it's one form of advertising. When it comes to the Internet, if you don't have space billboards to drive people to your brick-and-mortar business, which is on the ground, or your cyberspace business, you're not going to get no business. Mm -hmm. Often I hear people say, well, Renal, I got a website. I say, well, how are you driving traffic to the website? They say, but I got a website. How much traffic are you driving to the website? They can't even tell me that because they don't know anything about analytics, and that's getting too deep. But having a website on the Internet would be like seeing the moon in the sky at night and pointing a rocket at the moon, and then three days later, you know what's going to happen to that rocket? It's going to miss the because the moon going to be somewhere else. Okay. Well, look, we have a, a, a phone call, a caller in. Um, caller, are you, are you there from Oakland? Yes. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, sir? Where, where you from? From Oakland, California. My name is Tim Cotton. I'm the merchant rep for Black Wall Street. Oh, how you doing, Brother Tim? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Really okay, right. you have a comment or question as we're addressing advertising and marketing? Oh, yeah. Actually, I was calling in to just encourage everybody to come out to the summit and um, just sitting here listening to your conversation. Um, yeah, advertising is it, it is very important here, very important. Um, marketing, word of mouth, um, y'all just talking about the Internet and getting your word out um, using the social networks that's out there 
is like the key thing. Um, just recently, we launched a business. My brother and just using Facebook alone has brought him the um, the attention that he was trying to get. You know, right here within the community. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it is a very very important tool. Um, getting out there, word of mouth has always been the best way. I started off at 16 as a DJ. And if it wasn't for word of mouth, by the time I turned 21, I wouldn't have been able to do my first club. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're with the uh, the Black Wall Street District uh, in Oakland, California? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. How was you all successful in marketing and advertising, and what was the uh, perception of the general public as you all um, uh, uh, led the, the movement for a Black Wall Street uh, in Oakland, California. Okay. Um, What's the perception, and what was that marketing strategy? Well, I, was, um, I just recently joined Black Wall Street, but when they got out there and marketed, actually what Brother Mike did was just get out there and pound the pavement, got out there, shook hands, made friends, and networked. You know, that's why, why it's important for us to get together at the summit so that we can network. Um, mm-hmm. Once you get out there and network, you get your name out there. Once you get the name out there, you're able to sell the product. Um, in this mm-hmm. instance, with Black Wall Street, we are a conglomerate of businesses, and we want to keep the money coming in within our community, just like y'all was talking about Walmart versus the small businessman. The small businessman can triumph at that, that big mountain of Walmart if he just got together with the other businesses and put it out there that we are here, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're the ones who are going to stay. You know, Walmart don't do good in this business, they'll just, you know, this area, then they'll just move, but we're here to stay. So mm-hmm. it's just um, all about getting out there and, and networking with the people, uh, talking to the people, talking to other businesses. You know, uh, as businesses, we don't have to be crabs in the barrel and pull each other down. You know, mm-hmm. if if I have a advertising business and uh, it's a brother down the street with a printing business, then me and him should be buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, we well, uh Right. Now, even with that, uh, Renal, you're involved with the uh, the National Black Business Network? Uh, right now, I'm um, I'm researching and getting into it. Um, my business itself is, is just now getting ready to come off the ground. So, okay. Um, you know, go ahead. Now, what's that, Ron? Yeah, yeah I was asking, uh, taking into consideration, Renal, you're with the, uh, uh, the National Black Business Network. Is that correct? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Renal? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. What were you doing, Renal? I'm listening. <laughs> what is there a national strategy of network advertising among the National Black Business Network? Believe it or not, uh, the strategy, and Tori can pick up on this too. Basically, it started with word of mouth. The way I found out about it was from Tory. Uh, mm-hmm. Tory called me last uh, August, said he was going to Atlanta because uh, he had heard about it at George Frazier's Frazier Net in Cleveland, and he decided to go down a month and a half later and asked me if I wanted to go. I couldn't make it. And when he came back, he was on fire. I thought I was going to have to call 911. And uh, <laughs> I got involved, and I started sharing uh, the idea with other people through word of mouth and also uh, Internet contacts that I have. Right now we've got over 30, 30, close to 34,000 people internationally 
uh, that are involved in the uh, Black Business Network, which is a part of tag team marketing. And also we've got uh, consumers. we got black-owned businesses that are suppliers. Um, we have uh, black-owned businesses that, uh, 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 that are advertisers. And then we got what we call th- uh, dedicated consumers. So it's a great way of uh, recirculating dollars. Uh, it's a dream uh, come true. Uh, and it's modeled after what we have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Now, because of uh, the uh, worldwide world, uh, worldwide web, uh, as what it is, as the name applies, worldwide, uh, for a business that's online, how and they start attracting visitors from outside of the United States, uh, can you address what they need to know? when they start uh, uh, pulling in business outside of the United States? Well, Was there any rule of thumb? Well, let me, let me reverse something. I ran across a guy. I had a guy signed up today from London. Uh, I've been talking to him. He sells black movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, needed some help with distribution. Um, and I met him out there in cyberspace, and I directed him to the Black Business Network, and uh, we're going to talk further, and that's going to be a great outlet for him to uh, market his product. And thirdly, I sent him three links on Facebook that are groups that talk about black movies, but ain't nobody on there selling no black movies. So this brother uh, probably in the next 60, 90 days is going to be running, rolling in dough, and he live in London. Mm-hmm. So then uh, there is no, um, I guess it's more of just taking care of business as normal, whether that business is right across the street from you or in London or South Africa then. Is that the case? It's it's certain systems and methods by which you market and advertise your business, whether it's on the ground or or in cyberspace. It may be some variation. Um, um, Tori could elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. Well, do is there a such thing as um, when you state the case uh, made in USA? Uh, do a company take advantage of that in this worldwide world, uh, worldwide web uh, of uh, advertising their products made in the USA, or that is sort of what mute? Well, this is, this is Tori. Um, you know, I I am. I guess when you look at the overall picture, right? You can have a discussion about politics and economics almost at the same. All politics and all economics is local. So I mean, it's absolutely a great um, win to have. The President of the United States be one of us, uh, but we cannot forget the local politics. We cannot forget what's happening in the city council and what's happening on the state level and on the county level. Uh, And the same thing is true with, so if I'm talking, of course, to somebody overseas, then I'm talking about Obama because Mm -hmm. that's the bigger picture. And, And so, yeah, if I'm talking about to somebody from Indonesia, I'm going to say, well, look, you know, I like to support black-owned, you know, uh, U.S.-made products, you know, because that helps my American economy. 
But what's most important is locally, <laughs> so it still comes back to you doing business and supporting people who do business with you, people that you know, like, and trust, and strengthening that local economy first. So the first thing I want to look for is buying black, you know, and then I want to help them buy, I want to buy black enough from them so that they can be set up their own manufacturing plant. And then they can be manufacturing their own product because we know sometimes we can't manufacture it. we got to get somebody else to make it even if we got the patent. So we need to be supporting each other to the level that we can be doing what Garvey did. He had three factories, I believe, one in here, one in London, and one in Africa. He had ships. He was making dolls. He was doing all kind of incredible stuff, producing and recycling the dollar. And with modern technology, we should be able to take that to a whole other level. And it don't matter who's around us, Walmart, Target, Sam, whoever. If we support each other, they won't have the juice that they have now. I want to take a, a little bit of a spin on this advertising and marketing. As we had on our show uh, maybe about a couple of months ago, a brother by the name of Guy Williams, and he indicated that the uh, the black um, consumer or the black uh, oh well the black consumer their net worth is maybe about sixteen dollars compared to the white net worth is about eighty something dollars. And with that in mind, could the black business be able to attract that same net worth of advertising or goods or catch up to the um in comparison to the white advertising strategy yeah no? yeah i, I I absolutely can. I think it is it still goes back to see a lot of if we spend nine hundred billion dollars per year, our issue is not do we have money. Our issue is what do we do with it? And we don't recycle our money enough to help build institutional wealth in our own community. So you can have a LeBron James, you can have a Kobe Bryant and all these other athletes and entertainers who amass tremendous amounts of wealth, but then they give it right back. Uh, but we can't isolate and look at them just only <laughs> because, mm -hmm. you know, the billion-dollar man do it and the $1 man do it. <laughs> right. Okay, <laughs> well, look, we got to our money out. <laughs> right. We have another caller from uh, Oakland, California. Uh, hello, caller. Hey, how you doing? Okay, right. how how are you? And this is this is um Andrew uh, okay. from um, Uyo Network and Shoe Like New. All right, and you you're located where? I'm located in, in Oakland? Oakland. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay, you you have a comment or a question as we address advertising and marketing in the black community and among the black businesses? Well, I would like to say um, I got a chance to meet Michael Carter about joining the um, the, um, the, the, um, the National um, Black Organization. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that I love about it is the network. And I just got started. My goal was to build something like Google. And so I came up with a company called Uyo.com. Okay. And that's O-O-Y-O-E.com. And, um, What's that again? O O 
Y-O-E.com. Have you ever heard of Uyo before? Have you ever said Uyo? No, I have not. So have it, you, what is it, a search engine? Yes, it's a search engine. My goal was to bridge the business and the talent together because they can't survive without one another. And um, when you guys get a chance to check it out, I think it would be a, um, a great idea that um, we kind of bridge the gap because you have so many kids, like uh, young people out there, that got good dreams, good projects. But the hardest part is linking the people up together, and that's what my the company was to focus on that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means that we can go right to that site now and uh, and and do a search. Oh, of course. Okay. All right. So now, are you going to be at the national summit in August? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, I don't think you registered yet. Have you registered? Yes, uh, I'm at the one, but uh, Oakland with uh, Michael Carter. Oh, you registered? Okay, we're gonna have to. Uh, you hear that, Sonia? Yes, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yes, thank okay. you so much. All right. All right. Well, yeah. Well, we would definitely uh, want to probably, matter of fact, the 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 workshop that uh, Brother Tory and uh, Renal is doing. I don't know mm-hmm. if you two would want to, uh, if you can see a way that we can engage uh, this website in that workshop. That may be one workshop that you want to make sure that you take part in. Okay. Yes, I'm definitely interested. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, look, I don't know if we want to take a quick break right quick and then get back. Is that the case, Sonia? No. Well, I think what we want to do, Ron, is that we want to uh, give Tori uh opportunity to have some closing remarks and Renault an opportunity to have some closing remarks. Uh, you listen to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and uh, we're, uh, yeah, Ron really lets me talk. They say that in the chat room. But we have we have so much to say. We almost, you know, Tori, is it like that on your show, Tori? You get to talking, and it seems like it, you know, it's, it's unbelievable how fast two hours go, isn't it, Tori? It goes very fast. You start off oh, thinking, yeah. man, am I going to have enough to talk about? And before you know it, time is out. <laughs> it's out. It's like this every every time, Tori, which is which is a good thing. That's uh, right. It's a good thing. We we got a lot. We've got a lot to say. But Brian, we're going to let Tori uh, right. close out first, and then we're going to let Renault close out, and then we'll give you right. opportunity. Closing remarks. Well, Tori, you with that in mind, Tori, can you uh, tell us? I know you have a you are a uh, you are a web person, uh, online marketer. You do public relations. You have been through times. You got it online now. Uh, so, what is your background that led you? What, what are you, Tori? Are you a marketing person, an advertising person, a PR person? You, you, are you still doing work for Congressman Bobby Rush? Or what are you? <laughs> well, I, other than I, a comedian not... as well, because I don't want people to know that Bean Soup was a. Oh boy, I, I got to say it again. You, you have to have read <laughs> Bean Soup in order to appreciate the. Uh, that that publication, but go ahead, Tori. Let's hear what 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 it's about you and your closing remark. <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate that. Um, I am simply put, I am a communicator. 
Uh, I take great passion and pride in helping people uh, create ways to get their message out about their product, their service, or their cause. We can use online marketing methods or traditional uh, public relations and publicity. You know, I've done journalism. I'm a contributing writer even right now. I started my career in 93 uh, working for the Final Call newspaper. I'm still a contributing writer today. And um, I have, like you said, beingsouptimes.com is my website with tons of information on there. I've worked in, uh, for uh, Congressman Rush. I've worked for labor unions doing media outreach and communications. Uh, but my passion right now is uh, creating ways for black-owned businesses to get the message out. we got to engage in the marketing war. Uh, so if people want to look at online marketing, uh, if they want to look at uh, the point of sales, folks are looking for, uh, they got a product, they're trying to sell it, and they need a sales team to get behind them to help. You know, we do stuff like that through uh, the associations I work with. Uh, we, You know, it's just it's about getting that message out. And, uh, you know, I'm like Malcolm when it comes to being a, a, a media assassin by any means necessary. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. ethical. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and <Very> effective. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, um, Brother um, uh, uh, Renal Tatum uh, with uh, Talking Success uh, television program and entrepreneur all the way around. Uh, give us a little background on you, and then if both of you all can give us a little sense of that uh, advertising and marketing workshop that will be taking place at the National Summit. Well, I'll try to be quick. A correction, I'm an infopreneur. Uh, at the turn of the new millennium, I dropped the entrepreneur because I deal in information. I'm a master connector. Uh, if I don't know, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, at least six people away from me uh, that I'm connected to, not not six degrees of separation. I got six degrees of uh, connectivity as I uh, mm-hmm. talk about 15 years doing talking success to bring people on to share their story to instill hope in people that if my guests can do what they've done, then they would be able to do it, even though they may not want to do the same thing, because there's certain things that you have to, certain common threads that exist among all successful people, and we let it be known that uh, overnight success takes 10 to 15 years. Uh, Anybody Mm -hmm. you talk to, higher levels of success, and success is not contingent on how much money you have in the bank. Uh, There are thousands Mm -hmm. and thousands of people that are successful and the money has absolutely nothing to do with it. Malcolm was very successful. Honorable Elijah Mohammed was very successful. Uh, the list goes on. Dr. King, and I can just go on and on. So basically, I've, I've been involved in marketing, word of mouth marketing, uh, got very involved in the Internet and spent a lot of time doing research to find out what the tricks of the trade are. As far as Internet marketing, I, I, I opened my first business, Mozambique's Art Guild, uh, back in uh, 1974. Uh, Tori was talking about the Pink Hummer. Well, back in the 70s, I had a, a, a white paper stripe uh, forward with the name of my company, and a lot of people want to know where, where, where that zebra stripe car go to, and when they come to the shop, they saw the walls of zebra stripes. So I've done All a lot right. of innovative things to attract people uh, to my business and help thousands of people uh, earn above average income. Um, that's about all I want to say right now because we want to focus on the workshop 
and I'm gonna let Tori pick up. What we will, what you will walk out of the workshop with is not. Uh, we're gonna walk out the workshop with a resolution used to empower all those that are participating in the uh, workshop. But the most important thing about the workshop is that people will walk out with sheets and informational sheets on how to effectively develop strategies, marketing as well as advertising strategies that have a proven track record to work so that they can increase and sustain their business and also increase their market share uh, of those people that need their products and services. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with that in mind, is there a a a, a message that uh, even though they would come out with uh, a knowledge of tools uh, to do their marketing and advertising, is there a message that uh, both of you can kind of uh, put to the uh, listening audience on marketing and advertising? Is there certain key words that you can pin down on? Sorry. Well, well, basically... Anybody that has a business and wants to get tips on how to grow their business so that they can do all the things they desire to do with their company to take it to new heights, then they need to be at this convention and at this workshop. If they want to network with passionate people who love black businesses, and who want to see them grow uh, and in order for them to build and strengthen their network, they need to be at this workshop. And this will be outside. Me and Brother Renal, you just heard about him kicking knowledge about marketing tips and tools he was using in 1974. So if you need to get the message out about your business, then you need to make it your business to be there while we pour our hearts out to you about what we know about getting the word out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that is definitely a uh, a major focus. Even I uh, hope that it can be just as powerful as the Willie Lynch letter. Is that can be the case? Man, we're gonna re- we're gonna we're gonna reverse it. You gonna people gonna walk out of there saying Willie who? Willie what? <laughs> We love our people. I love the light skin, the dark skin, the short one, the skinny one, the one with freckles. I love them all. Thin hair, thick hair. I love them. I love them. So, yeah, well, we definitely won't be looking for that type of uh, uh, spirit so that we can definitely capture our market share through advertising and marketing. I have to let you all know a little secret that uh, that was my major in college in Los Angeles was uh, advertising and marketing. So that's where some of those questions are coming from, kind of peeking in on you a little bit. So here we are getting ready for our national summit. I want to thank our two guests, our board member, uh, Renal Tatum, a board member of Zach Wall Street, uh, Chicago, and uh, Tori Muhammad, a longtime uh, activist communicator that we have been uh, dibbing and dabbing with for so long as they take part in helping bring together the uh, Black Wall Street uh, National Summit 
that's going to be on August the 20th, 2023, here in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And we do encourage all to register to not only for the summit, but to register for these workshops, uh, which is going to be about 15 or 16 in all. So we got a heck of agenda to do so. So with that in mind, I would like to turn it back over to our uh, co-host and my dear uh, Sonia Purdue, who I'm giving an opportunity to speak this time. And I'm doing this so far good, uh, Sonia. And I'm letting you speak now. Well, I do, I do appreciate that, Mr. Carter. I, oh, wow. I, I You're it, so welcome. And I take advantage of every opportunity you give me to speak. Sorry, I think I gave you an extra minute. I think I gave you an extra minute to speak. I think you did. I, and do you still talk it? <laughs> okay. And he's trying to talk through my extra minutes. Do you hear it? But anyway, Tori, no. We're going to have to do this again. We gonna, you know, Tori and I have done a show together before. It's all about reaching out everywhere. Everybody's invited to come over to my show. You're invited to come over here. You're invited to come over to uh, Chicago's Black Business Network, Black Wall Street Chicago. It ain't no click. It ain't about that. It's not about any of that, the door is open. Mr. Carter has that type of profile. I do. Tori does. Renal does. That is what we are about. The door is open. I'm uh, the co-host for Black Wall Street USA, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Ron Carter is our uh, host, and we have a good time. And uh, if they let Ron do three hours, he would do three hours. But, you know, we got to cut that off. We got to cut that off. We wanna. Uh, we're sorry that we did not get to all the calls. We wish we could, but we sure do appreciate your support. We appreciate the support of everyone in the chat room. We love you, and we want you to come back and have a good time with us, uh, have a good learning experience with us, have a good spiritual experience with us, and we want to keep expanding and reaching out just like we did tonight. This is so important. But we want to remind you to join That's us right. for the upcoming upcoming Black Wall Street National Convention and Summit scheduled for August 20th through 23rd in Chicago. You can visit blackwallstreetdistrict.com for more details. And there are a couple more people from Oakland. Oakland, hot tonight. We sorry we didn't get to you. There's a couple of more calls out of Oakland tonight. That's where our uh, national headquarters is for Black Wall Street. We want to want you guys to come back next week and join us. Don't just stop calling early, though. WW blackwallstreetdistrict.com for more information on the convention and summit that's coming up. Still want to remind you that every Thursday you can tune in to Black Wall Street USA right here with Ron Carter and myself. That's 7 p.m. every Thursday. CBBN on Blog Talk Radio will begin to broadcast again very, very soon. But right now, as National Convention and Summit Coordinator, I think I'm working like 24 hours, Ron, or it's like 28 hours or something I'm doing over here. But uh, right. we're we're going to get this done. We're going to get this August 20th to 23rd thing done, and we want you to be a part of it. We want to remind you, too, to come over for the weekly committee meeting. Be a part in it. Be involved in it. If you're interested in being a panelist, uh, if you're inter interested in advertising, going to the uh, prayer breakfast, there's a lot of choices. There's a lot of opportunity for you to possibly meet people you have not met before. Our door is open. Give us a call at 312-624-8351. want to remind you we're giving away 500 
marketing distribution package. That's goodie bags. That's 500 business cards. Buy your box of business cards. Call me. Let's get you into that package. 312-239-8835. Ron, thank you for another great evening. And, and in thank closing, you, Sonia. You're so welcome, Ron. In closing, persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. Let me repeat that. Persistence is the act of continually pursuing something in spite of obstacles. Thank you, everyone, for being with us this evening, and have a great evening, and be safe, people. Love you. Good night. It's not a people problem. That's you people. and me. It's so easy but we could solve this confusion if we tried instead of shooting. Plus, there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them for apologizing and acknowledging fault instead of falsely accusing, making threats, shouting, and verbally abusing. You see, we could blame race because it's easy and it's legal, but the one common denominator, people, is people. It's a people problem.
guns and knives are not killers. 